BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Your car is... Bitches, welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. Um, I am here with my little sister, Georgie. Hi. Welcome. Um, um, She's little in that she's, well, she is like a little person. Are you like under five feet? No, I'm five one, five two. last time I checked. Really? I think so. Okay, first I'm going to say, speak as loudly as you can. Okay. that When you just said okay, that wasn't as loudly as you can. So you want me to scream into the microphone? Do like, you think that's screaming? Yeah. No. So do, do you want me to just lower my voice so that I match yours? Maybe. No. <laughs> I need you to, uh, no. God, it's so crazy. Am I obnoxious? No. Sometimes. Is my voice obnoxious? Well, no. No, I know I'm obnoxious sometimes. But like, is my voice obnoxious because it's so loud? No, I never noticed it actually. So you don't notice like with like your headphones on that your voice is significantly like not as loud. It's softer. I, I think what we were talking about earlier, you're more dominant. You're you take charge. So it's that's just who you are, your voice. So, so you just don't notice that my voice. So no, I, I. <laughs> so you don't even notice that my voice, like in your headphones right now, you don't even notice that my voice is louder than yours. No, because I'm so dominant <laughs> yes. as a human being. Yes. Okay. Well, that's interesting because that also leads me into my to- into. W- my main topic for today but I, I let me start out yes you are a little person um well my little sister because well, i don't believe that you're five one and <laughs> you're well you're about to be 23 in a couple months i'm about to be 30 <laughs> not for a while it's like half a year yeah. i'm excited be 30 30 flirty and thriving 30 flirty (laughs) and mother fucking thriving yes absolutely because i feel like your 20s suck why they're not the best is that just because you didn't have oh no i mean i've had such a good life i've had such a fun life i've had a rich life i rich as in like full you know what i mean like I've I've experienced a lot, but 
the older I get, see, you don't even know <laughs> because you're not even, you're not even to the point, to the point where you'll real like you appreciate maybe. No, it's you're only 22 right now. And when I was 22, I was not thinking, oh, I can't wait to be 30. <laughs> I was definitely not thinking that. Why? Um, I just wasn't. I can't wait till be 30. Why you you're excited to be 30? Yes. Why? Mm, I don't think you'll agree with the reasons that I have. Explain the reasons. Mm, hopefully I'll be married with kids. Okay. It'll be an experience I'm looking forward to. That but you don't have to be 30 to be there. But I would rather it be when I'm 30 than when I'm in my 20s. So it's like, oh, no, I'm, you want that like now. No, but I don't want to have kids right now. I would, yeah, okay, let's start getting together and being engaged. But I don't want kids. I don't even want kids right now. Not even thinking in the future. I don't, I can't imagine myself having children. I know. Wait, you, this is what weirds me out. So I, I, I wanted to have you on my podcast today because I, I have a lot of things that, that have been on my mind. Mm-hmm. And you and I, well, you're my only sister. We have two brothers. But you're my, I don't have another, just for you, listeners, yeah. out there, for everyone out there, I only have one sister and we could not be more different yes. in every single way. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and we've both chosen completely different paths in life which i pride myself in right i mean not i don't mean that you're one of the most (laughs) level-headed human beings i've ever met thank you you're way more mature than i am and you're 22 mature in a different way okay i'll take it i think you are you are the way that you deal with conflict is very admirable and mature thank you whereas i would like to light a house (laughs) on fire you know what I mean? Okay, well, I would like to ha- light a house on fire. I just do it inside my mind instead of speaking what is like it doesn't just come out immediately. Ew. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you how up. do you control that? Um, that is a great question. And when I find the answer, I will let you know. So when you feel like you want to light a house on fire, you just keep it in your mind or I'll go and I'll yell at somebody or like tell one of my friends. I've never seen you yell. Mm. Yeah. 22 years and I've never seen you yell. That's weird. Yeah, that is. You're right. So I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Obviously, you've taken all the psychopath like out of me, maybe. So it's like you just don't act like a psycho because I like you get to (laughs) you get to I'm your vehicle for it. So it's like when you see me be a psychopath, you get to it's like you let all that energy out. Like, yeah, I'm living. You're living vicariously through my psychopathness. Yeah. So it's like every time I come home to like Arrowhead and you see me (laughs) (laughs) go nuts or fight with mom or like stomp or scream (laughs) or bitch about something, you're like, oh, well, why do i need to do it when she's doing it for me yeah Yeah. it's like i'm basically your very own sauna it's like you're sweating it out yes precisely yeah cool so you're welcome (laughs) didn't realize i was such a fucking saint call me mother Teresa over here (laughs) just helping people out (laughs) everywhere i turn um but okay so 
younger than me little prettier than, than you you are prettier than me <laughs> no i was just kidding but you are i remember when you were born and i was used to being this like pretty little girl and then all of this this like with blonde hair blue eyes and everyone's like oh you're gonna have so many boyfriends when you grow up <laughs> then all of a sudden my mom fucking pops out of her vag oh. this tan tan olive skinned bright orange haired chick who's uh, taking away all of the attention <laughs> because i'm sorry Who's naturally born with olive tan skin and bright orange hair? No one. You know what? I would have thought that you were like Damien from The Omen. Like <laughs> six, six. I should have shaved your head because the, I'm telling you that shit doesn't happen. Have you ever met another olive skinned, bright orange, red haired little kid? I'd just like to say that I am an angel. You're welcome. You are. An, <laughs> no, you are an angel. But one would think you weren't. <laughs> Because that never happens. And I remember as a kid being so jealous because then all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God, look how beautiful this child, Georgiana. Georgie is just so just tan skin, br big brown eyes and orange hair. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like eight years old, seven years old. <laughs> Motherfucker, what about me? When did everyone stop thinking that I was cute? This sucks ass. <laughs> well, because there are a shit ton of blonde haired, blue eyed fucking kids running around, but there aren't that many tan, orange haired kids. So that must have been nice growing up. That wasn't the point of this podcast, but you just led me on a tangent. But when I had you on my podcast last, it was two years. Was it two years ago? It was a while ago. It was a really long time. But I had. Can you act a little bit enthusiastic about being here? I am so excited. Thank I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the plot. Like we keep going on tangents. I'm, I'm but that's what my podcast is about. Tangents. Yes. It's about letting the convert. Even though I have an outline in front of me, it's about letting it go where it goes. Okay. Okay, so stop overthinking things and act happy to be here in my shoe room. In your shoe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can drink your water. It's fine. I'm just saying tangents are okay. That's what I enjoy because that is when the honest real shit happens. When you're not planning on, on what to say. When you're not saying, oh, I need to get to this topic now. Deal. I'm ready. All right. Cool, Satan. Anyway, so, all right. So now I guess I will go back to my fucking outline. Um, I know you don't pay attention to pop culture at all. No. Uh, you don't even watch my show, Vanderpump Rules. I'm so sorry. You're an, <laughs> you were so not supportive. No. It, okay, we had this conversation. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I was going to go on a tangent about how last time you were on my podcast, I had quite a few people email me and tweet me that you were so well-spoken and normal and they don't understand what went wrong with me <laughs> and so i was gonna give you a compliment about that oh thank you but anyway going back and now i'm an asshole right but yeah because you're just so not into having a discussion with me right now no i am i'm so into it okay so there's this new eminem beyonce song you love beyonce yeah i do okay yeah so, but I have actually no idea what you're talking about. So, well, I'm about to explain it to you. You turned, when we were getting ready 
today, you turn you you told Alexa to skip the song. That was that song. Yeah, oh. the Eminem Beyonce song. Whoops, the Walk on Water song. Did we listen to it for a while? Did I give it a chance? You 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 gave it a chance, but I don't think you you have to like listen to the lyrics to appreciate it fully. Yeah, like it took me watching Eminem. I love Eminem. Mm-hmm. I like Eminem more than I love Beyonce. Oh yeah. So there's that. But this song, so it's kind of like. Well, no, I've already liked it. I mean, I like Beyonce too, but I really love Eminem. Why? I don't know. I just (laughs) like all of his shit. I think he's just like totally honest and open and weird. And just, I think he locks himself in a studio and really just writes about what's actually happening. Yeah. no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think of everyone's music. Think of all the popular stuff. Even think about Beyonce. And I love Beyonce. So I'm not I'm not trying to like shit on Beyonce right now. But like it's all very sugary and easy to swallow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Eminem's really real. It's so He's fucking real. And talks about just he just raps and about the craziest shit that you're like, oh, this is like important. A le- yes, he's it's 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 a legit artist that is like being honest. I just appreciate honesty. And so this song with Beyonce, I listen to like on repeat 48 times a day. <laughs> oh, no, like for realsies. And you let me skip it. Well, because I knew that you weren't going to appreciate it. You yeah, you I want you to like on your own time, alone. I don't like when people make me listen to songs in front of them. Why? I don't know. It's like the same thing. Like do you, you have to like have this fake reaction. Like, wow, this is great. I don't know because I'm emotional. Oh. And so I don't I want to really like feel that song and I want to feel connected. Yes. And <laughs> I don't feel that way if somebody's breathing over my neck or if someone's telling me to or watching me as I'm watching it or listening to it or hoping like you're gonna love it you're gonna love it yeah and I just I I want my emotions to be I want to keep them to myself from I just don't want them to see it right away okay especially a song like I don't like listening to sad like I was okay that you skipped it so it's a sad song well it's not Hmm, disclosure if you haven't listened to this walk on water song, I don't even know if that's what it's called. It's just that's like the main word, the main like lyric. Yeah. I, you, everyone knows I'm terrible with like music and what songs are actually called. I just <laughs> know what I listen to on repeat. But um, it's 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 not a Christmas song. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that it's not joyful, but it makes me think so much about uh, you have me on edge here i'm like what, what i almost want to i almost want to take a break so i can like play the song but again i don't want to do what people do to me and make you listen to the song and then you connect to it or feel emotional it's like he's just i'm sorry i all i can imagine is him being in his studio locked away and he's talking about and, and writing the song and he's talking about what he really goes through, how he's like been built up like and, and experienced so much like in the like the height of fame, the height of like success and all of that. But then is also torn down and it's it's 
That's interesting. It's a weird. It's a. It's a weird. I still listen to the lyrics and I try and and dissect them because it's. It, it just kind of goes to show just the way the world works a little bit and you you, sorry do you feel like you actually like relate to it just where you are standing too like just with the show and oh no i i mean i i've i think everyone can relate to it even if you're not a on a show or something like that i think any human being can relate to like say you know okay where you work at your job whatever it may be and anyone wherever it may be mm-hmm. you know you 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 try to get to the highest level and you work hard and then and people like you and you you try and be the best version of yourself and you try and be hard working and you you get to that point where finally you're at the top you're at the top and that's when people start disliking you once it's almost, you've reached to that point. Yeah, but it's almost like, yes, it's almost like even like someone in high school, you know, all of a sudden becoming really popular or maybe becoming the best at something. Mm-hmm. And then you're then everyone decides, then people decide they'll flip the switch. Yes. It's like, well, now we actually these are the it's reasons like, why we hate you. It's human nature. It's like a it's a weird thing. I've thought about it in, in so many different aspects yes so many different situations that it made me start thinking also of like depression and what people go through and like when they're sad and and how people deal with depression and bear with me here I'm kind of just all over the place in terms of 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 my thoughts but I you and I are so different and we handle things so differently mm-hmm. that like, do you, have you ever felt like you've suffered from depression, not sadness? Everyone suffered from sadness, but like, okay, well define depression. I don't know words, if I like can that. truly define depression because I don't, I don't know. I think depression is also a, it, probably like a, a i think a, it's your own like whatever well, well i think that's also part of your body makeup and i think that's the, a lot of things that you know you you can't control and i you know i i don't know that i'm i'm not i can't define what depression is but okay at your at your most sad mm-hmm. how how have you dealt with that like what what do you do um i think at my most sad so do you want me to go into pop my papa go into whatever you want okay so in what was it july my grandfather passed away in front of me so we were on a hike her her dad we have different yeah it sounds like yeah we have different dads we have different dads um and so i went to go visit him and my family and he specifically took me to tennessee because he wanted to show me where he was moving super excited and you know he's super close with me and and we went on a hike which he wanted to do and um i heard our little cousin screaming and i I ran back and there was my papa on the ground and he had passed out and immediately we had started doing cpr and he wouldn't wake up and his eyes rolled in the back of his head and so I'm sitting there and my Nana's screaming, who's like my best friend, my grandmother. And 
the our little cousin is crying and screaming and my uncle is just pounding his chest over and over again and and we're all just so frantic and I don't I don't know what to do and and I just knew even in this that that sadness it's like I I don't even have time to be sad I don't have time to even think I just need to make sure everyone else is okay I just need to make sure that like I'll be okay as long as they're okay and so I think and even after and when he passed that that second I mean um afterwards everyone was it was just it was the most it was the most sad I, I think I've ever been and I didn't I didn't know who to turn to I didn't know who to talk to and and we would have horrible dreams and I was right next to my uncle Adam who every single night he would he would be in his sleep doing CPR and and we'd all be like either screaming and and didn't and we just couldn't process it and I think having me there I felt like I could at least go through my own sadness knowing that everyone else was was going through it with me it's like they were there they knew they knew the the experience and the pain that I felt so I think because of that it helped me does that make sense so you didn't like did you do you like sob ever yes uncontrollably yeah I never see you sob. Yeah, I think I, I cry by myself. Except except when Papa died and I couldn't and, and we that was the first time I after seeing him, he had an open casket and I didn't want to go look. And once I did is the first like real sob and I couldn't stop the whole day after I saw him. And how long does that last? Like, how long do you sob often? Like, or do you think, or um, if I, th- if I'm surprised I'm not crying right now, I didn't really have it together. I, if I think about it and I relive whatever it is, or if I see pictures, or even, or even pictures from that hike, I will sob, and I uncontrollably, and I can't breathe, and I feel like my chest is closing up, and and, and I feel claustrophobic because of it. Have you ever felt like hurting yourself? Um, no. I have in the past. When? But this was like when I was a teenager. <laughs> so this is something. See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm, I, I want to talk about sadness and and depression and and that. In, a, in an open, honest way, not in a way that I want, you know, everyone to just feel like they want to die right now. I don't want. But I think that it's important to have um, an open dialogue about and, and to be honest about like how people handle sadness or. Or even when you're not sad you're just confused just like how people handle things and I never knew that you ever wanted to hurt yourself or thought about that yeah I didn't tell people well so I have never said this on my podcast ever in my I don't know that I've said this on to I think maybe certain people know this but I and I don't know that you know this I know on your that I used to hurt myself. Yeah. And that's something that I think about all the time. Do I be explicit? I've like is it important to be explicit? Like do I like give details? I think I think you should. 
to better understand. Well, when you said the open casket, it reminded me of how it all started. Okay. Cause, I think you should explain. Because, I mean, that would help me understand as well. I don't know. Because I don't know if you remember because it was right after Hurricane Katrina and you moved to Lake Arrowhead mm-hmm. from New Orleans with mom and everything. And someone really close to me, like a, a mentor, um, his oh, – God, do I even say his name? It's like, do I honor him by saying his name or am I give some, I don't want to actually say his name. I don't, someone had committed suicide Hmm. and he was like, I mean, like that, my dad's age, like, um, but he was like my mentor in terms of, you know, acting and musical theater. And he was my acting coach throughout high school, but he would like go to dinner with like me and dad and you know, Hunter and stuff like that. And that is so sad. And he committed suicide and left a note that Hurricane Katrina had messed him up so much that he couldn't handle it. And I had never dealt with death before. I had never understood, like, like truly, really, like, dealt with death. And I was, it was my first year at LSU. I had a scholarship to Louisiana State University. And this happened during that time. And I could, I remember just being in my apartment. My roommate was gone and I was in the, and I, I mean, you know, I'm a sobber anyway. Like I, (laughs) I cry hard when I cry and I cry often and easily. And I remember just like being on the kitchen floor and feeling, and, and I don't even know what gave me the idea to do this. I don't like what, like if, if like, where did the idea come from? I don't remember seeing it in a movie, seeing it in a TV show or anything like that, or hearing about somebody else doing it. I don't know what happened, but being 18 years old and this person choosing to kill himself and I'm crying and, and the urge to pick up a knife and just put it to my skin. I have no idea where it came from and it wasn't to kill myself it was to like take the the emotional pain away to just focus on physical pain yes and that then became a habit and like that became like my way of of dealing with feeling sad i mean that's the year i pretty much like fit well i failed out of lsu pretty much because and lost my scholarship granted I was able to bounce back and come to go to Loyola Marymount and get my grades back and prove myself but I went through such a long phase of you know of I guess mom had told you and whatever of hurting myself to the point where like I've gone to the hospital and I've I have all these scars and I have to explain them to people when they ask me about them and I don't know what to say and and to the point where I rem- I remember wanting to quit it so badly wanting to quit cutting so badly that I cut my hair off I'd rip down curtains like anything to destroy something so that I wouldn't destroy like my my body yeah and no one talks about that really no one really talks about how to deal with sadness especially in your 20s 
And that is another reason I'm, I am so thankful to be getting out of my 20s because, I mean, you're very lucky that you don't, you don't go through things like that. You are a very level-headed human being. I think also what helps me, I don't know if this would help anyone else, is that maybe because of stories I've heard, like stories from you or just family members or anything, it's like I learn from other people. So hearing what you if like what you had to go through, it's like, wow, that's insane. And that's like that's crazy that that's what you did to help cope, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I don't want to hurt myself. And if I'm sad, obviously, this did not help her, you know, it made it worse, you know, and so it's like, and that's, I think, also with drinking or drugs or anything in the family, it's like, okay, well, this obviously was awful and had bad experiences. And I don't ever want to do that with myself. Oh, my gosh. Is that why you're so normal with everything? Because you don't drink that much. You don't take Xanax or anything like that. <laughs> you don't take sleeping, not even an over-the-counter sleeping pill because you're learning from all of your older siblings <laughs> and your family. Am I leading the... Pa- I'm, you are. You I are. am making all of the mistakes so I can succeed in life. Thank you. Again. You are mother, mother fucking Teresa. Teresa over here. Making all of the mistakes for her so that you don't have yeah. to. Give me your feet. Let me kiss them. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe that shit. Like what what was that in the Bible? We're like I have, I we should we should know this. I know. We are <laughs> technically Catholic Catholic schoolgirls. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um Okay, so that's that explains a lot to me because I, I I wonder this when I look at you and then when I look at certain people in my life that are younger than me mm-hmm. how you don't have freakouts the way that i used to yeah i mean i, but I maybe it's because you're more emotional i don't i don't even want to say that you're more emotional than me because i feel like i am so emotional and i'm all over the board you don't see it but it's definitely going on in the back of my head like i think maybe i'm just can play it off whereas so maybe you're like a psychopath Yes. Like you're you're I'm like actually, capable of being a serial killer. I certainly hope so. No. <laughs> no, I have this theory. Okay. That people who can hide their emotions make the best serial killers. My boyfriend would disagree that I could hide my emotions. <laughs> okay. Maybe to not certain- a crime of passion. <laughs> Maybe if you just wanted to just murder. Okay. Um, cause I'm going to, I don't want this to be just like a depressing podcast episode where I'm admitting that I used to cut myself. Like, I don't want it to be just about that. That's not what this podcast is about. It's, um, so we can make light of the subject of the, yeah, let's turn it around, turn it around. I mean, this, turn it around, turn, 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 turn it a fucking round. I have this theory though that people that aren't like me, because I know I, I would love to be a great serial killer. Oh, but course. I don't have it in me because I am way too emotional. I can't lie. I'm a terrible liar. Uh, so am I. Surprise. Okay. <laughs> well, then maybe you, you wouldn't. But I have a theory that people that are able to control their emotions and remain calm in situations those are the people i need to watch out for because those are the ones that are going to murder me or get, and get away with it well you need to start cutting people out of your life 
Bye. Uh, bye. See so, you later. So, so you're cut. Should I leave? So you're cut. <laughs> Damn. Dunzo. I mean, have you ever thought about murdering someone? No. I mean, I've never actually like truly thought about murdering someone as in like full on murder. But have you thought about whether you could get away with it or not? Like just like, could you get away with murder? Well, no, probably not. See, you're not a narcissist. I don't. I know I could never get away with murder. I don't. Yeah. I have some friends that are cocky enough that think they can get away with murder. No. Yeah. I would be way too nervous. I'd probably like. I'd be sloppy. Shake. And and I don't know. I'd be sloppy as fuck. Like. Okay. Have you seen Scandal? Have you watched that show? Scandal? Yeah. I've watched. Yeah. Okay. Huck. And he's so diligent with every little thing. Yeah. Can't do it. No. Yeah. I. First of all, Scandal isn't the only show that can teach you about murder. There's a million. Hello, Oxygen, or uh, what's that? Ne- the network that every single show that like I want women who kill. It's like spouses who kill, sisters who kill, brothers who kill, <laughs> your second cousins, <laughs> second years, yes, who kill. It's like everyone who's ever fucking killed ever. It ne- like it's you can't get away with this shit. So, like, anyone who thinks that they can get away with murder, that is, like, a true full-on narcissist, I fully think. Because it takes one little droplet of blood, one little fucking fingerprint, one little Google search that you made five years ago, one, I don't know, roll of tape that you bought seven months ago to, like, put... To get you caught. You would easily get caught. I feel like you look up murder, uh, what, five times a day? Oh, no. That's why I know I'm never going to be able to murder someone. Oh, okay. So I feel comfortable talking about murder because I know that I'm never going to be able, I'll never do it because I'll always get, my Google search history on every single thing that I own, every iPhone that I've had, every iPad, every Mac computer, my smart TV, Alexa listens to me talk. (laughs) Like, there's no way in hell. So rest assured, I am probably the safest person to have in anyone's life. Great. You will be the one getting murdered. They will come for you. Oh, no. For realsies, I feel like... That's how you will go? I've always thought that about you, actually. Are you joking? No. That I was going to be murdered? Yeah. Wait. Or you would be in something like that. Like Wait. Like something really creepy. Like Georgie, are you, are you fucking kidding me right now? You, you think that I'm going <laughs> to... You 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 have spent your life thinking <laughs> my sister is going to die by being murdered? I actually was just talking about this when I went to New Orleans. And I was looking at all these haunted houses. I'm like, you know, Stassi's going to get involved in a haunted house somehow and die <laughs> that's that's different than being murdered no i feel like it's the same thing. if you go in, okay you wanted to buy the los Feliz murder house okay she's oh, definitely gonna get it that. yeah i know it's a sad subject i'm it, sorry i brought it it's, up yeah it's a sore subject yeah. okay listen being murdered okay it's different to say that i will you could get murdered by a ghost it's the same thing so you get a haunted house and then What's that thing we were just reading about? Oh, tangents. Love this. Go, going, <laughs> dear, going. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, holding. All right. Yeah. All right. Tangent AF. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is a weird podcast. Listen, I wanted to. Uh, I think it, it, there is something to be said about people being open and honest about how they deal with depression and sadness and. And knowing that they're 
and at least making people feel like they're not alone in the way that they handle it. Yeah, I love that. Like, I feel like that I would know, help. I know that there are people that like burn themselves. There are people that, you know, pick out their hair. There are people that like just ev- everyone handles sadness in a different way. And and I've handled sadness in a really sick way. I mean, that's something that I've overcome, but it I still, you know, when I wonder if I ever have like a like a something really, truly sad happen again, how I will handle it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it was years ago, I wonder really if uh, if I'll be able if if that urge will come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hope not. Well, no shit. I hope not, too. (laughs) But we'll we'll go into this tangent, this tangent, because I love a good tangent. Um, Dear David. (laughs) Khaleesi's. There is this thing. It's going to come now. There is this phenomenon. Like, should I look behind me there? No, we're together and we have dogs in my house. So I didn't know about this. And apparently this has been a thing that's been going on since August. I, if you haven't heard of Dear David, I want you to pause my podcast right now and go to at Moby underscore dickhead. <laughs> it is legitimately the worst Twitter handle ever. Like, I hate that I have to say that. Like, really. Um, why did he do that? <laughs> like, but on Twitter, go to at Moby underscore dickhead. <laughs> My God. I don't think they heard you. I think you should say it. I want to say time. it one more time. <laughs> at Moby underscore dickhead. And well, that makes me think it's a hoax. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Because of his, un- because of his at handle. And I want you to. Click on this person's pinned tweet. So he's verified and he has almost a million followers on Twitter. And there is it's a live ghost story. Basically, a guy has been being is supposedly been being haunted by a little boy, a little boy with a fucked up head <laughs> um, named David since august okay but by fucked up head you need to like well like it's like it's fucked not, up like it's like it's, it's legitimately it's physically, like, physically, like, physically not emotionally like, not emotional <laughs> well i mean i would imagine oh well yeah that's probably like mentally emotional. so both all of it <laughs> all of it all it, of the above but it's like just dis- distorted distorted like what would you it's, call it it looks curved. like it, it looks like picasso drew well, it <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what it looks like. Like, because he got a, t- what was it, a, a shelf knocked on his head. I guess. That's, that's what I thought that died. Yeah, said, I think so. Because he asked. Yeah. But who's the random girl? So in the very beginning, he's like, oh, this random girl came up to me and said, oh, you have to say Dear David and only I was in a dream. Oh, this is just too much. Okay. So <laughs> there has been a dude, Moby underscore dickhead. <laughs> if anyone didn't hear her the first four times. Seriously, you would think this was an ad. <laughs> um, who has since August been tweeting live, like live tweeting, like uh, about being haunted, and 
he has been documenting everything like all of his tweets he's taken photographs he's taken videos he's i mean it is such a long drawn it's a long drawn out thing it's now january so like if this is a hoax he is he's brilliant no he's brilliant um okay (laughs) like i am so jealous of this idea if it's a hoax like how do you have so much patience though to do to to follow through with this hoax thank serial killer serial killer that's (laughs) That's, what i mean that's what it is you maybe before i realized that you were over emotional but you're just like not showing me that's the plan that's the plan i want to tell you well you i mean i'll tell you i'm over emotional but really i I listen i'm throwing you off maybe you are (laughs) see this is the thing i mean to start off in august and he's still at it in january he took a trip to Japan for three weeks. And he left found. town and found a fucking randomly, randomly a stat like a statue that has it's a, what it looks just like David. The odds <laughs> of all of these things, I uh I feel so badly for any Khaleesi, which is most of them that hasn't read this yet. Because you know, I, I feel bad for the Khaleesi's that that do. do. <laughs> Good luck sleeping. It's terrifying. <laughs> but I want to know so badly if it is it's true or not. I just feel like okay, I got a bunch of tweets from people being like everyone knows people know it's fake. Like I we could see a string like in a photo or something like that. And then a, another set of people being like fuck you Stasi. I can't believe you just <laughs> made me read this. Now I'm never going to sleep. Now I'm never going to sleep again. Um, and then a bunch of people that believe it. And I, I don't, Where I do don't stand where it's too good. Like the amount, like the, the deep, I'm going to find, you know, I, I'll be dickhead. If you're out there, you need to tell us. Yeah. Moby dickhead. <laughs> please listen. <laughs> I, I need I be our my, suffering. Be and please let me interview you. I want to talk to you i want like we'll talk like what i i ouija. need ouija it up oh my gosh why has our whole family it? does ouija boards we might as well we might why don't we reach out to moby dickhead <laughs> and do the ouija board with him um not as fun as that sounds a bad idea sounds fun little boys kind of creep me out anyway so oh well if it was a little girl it wouldn't creep you out mm. Maybe. If it was an old man, if it was an old woman, <laughs> I don't know. If it was a, I think I think just the whole situation. Everything about it is creepy, and I can't wait for everyone listening to this podcast to go fucking get just as creeped out as we are and read all this shit. I'm never gonna sleep tonight, or maybe tomorrow or the next day. I have pills for that. Oh great! <laughs> don't don't I'm worry. Super excited. Weed is also legalized, so you don't need um a weed card. So there's that. I could I could I could help you with things. Not that I'm promoting weed or drugs. Ugh, whatevs. Whatevsies. But this whole dear David thing. Yeah. It's got us fucked up, huh? Yeah. That's all I can think about right now. And with that, I'm going to take a break. (laughs) She's laughing. We're back. (laughs) She's laughing right now. Because I just pulled a patch 
off my the side of my ass. And I said, oh, <laughs> smells like vitamins. She said, where did you just pull that from? It literally smells like those nasty, chalky Fred Flintstone vitamins. You know, those nasty ones before they came out with the gummies? I loved those nasty, chalky ones. You... <laughs> I can't even relate to you on any level. Oh my god, they were so good. Um, do they still sell those, or are they I only gummies now? They're definitely the gummies because the chalk ones were shit. <laughs> no, I loved the chalk ones. Well, no man, you want to smell your patch? <laughs> Does it bring back memories? It's, it, it's so weird. So it's my hangover patch from yesterday, and it's still on your ass. Well, yeah, you could keep it on for days if you wanted because it, it lasts through a shower. Showers, plural. <laughs> it lasts. How many showers? I actually didn't lasted? shower today. Oh, okay. So I'm disgusting. Listen, it was Katie's birthday yesterday and she wanted to do a spa night because she left for New York early this morning. So she's like, I don't want to do like a big thing, like and get wasted or whatever. Like, and she loves the spa. It's like her favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. I'm gonna have like a so like a sobery night. No, <laughs> I I was up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I drank more at the spa than I do on a night out or at home. Legitimately, I got a massage. That was awesome. Started drinking because there's a bar at the spa. So it was of like course. a fun spa. But then went into the sauna. Like the, the, it wasn't the sauna. It's the dry one. What's that called? The dry one. You know what? how the sauna is wet? Have you ever been in a sauna? Yeah, of course. But I haven't heard of a dry. Like it's, it, it, you don't, you're not, it's not like the humidity. It, there's no humidity. It's just really fucking hot. Like the desert. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? So I, w- I kept going in there and then into the freezing cold water pool. You know, like the little bitty thing that you go yeah. in and going back and forth to shock my body. So like I felt like I was getting sobered up. Then I would just like have another drink. But like then I would sober up again. And then I was on such a high from like this experience. It felt like I had Magical. done it. It did. It did feel like. It was it was it was magic going in and out of this hot and cold thing. I came home and I'm like, I'm wide awake, legitimately wide awake. I thought I was going to come home from the spa and be like, that was nice and relaxing. Now I'm going to go to sleep. Nope. Came home, listen to fucking Eminem's walk on water with Beyonce. That was the 48 times. Yes. And wrote podcast notes about depression and about how you and I are opposite people and all this like stream of consciousness shit. Drank a lot more. Sit up till four in the morning. I Four in the morning writing notes. I even did a live Instagram story asking people what topics they'd like me to talk about on my podcast. And I'm looking at this list right now. So now for future reference, I have four million. So I got hammered when I got home from the spa because it woke me up so much and gave me so much natural energy to go like in and out of the heat to the cold to the heat to the cold that I was like on fire. And so that's why I put a hangover patch on 
on your I was I don't remember doing it but at least I was I was with it enough to know to do that and I wasn't hung over today congratulations so there's that all right Khaleesi's so with that I guess I will bid you adieu is that how you say it I think so farewell I don't know. Sound Fair. of Music a- AF. Fair Maidens. Um, if you want to follow my sister on, do you want followers? I do not is care. It, is it a private account? I don't know. I'm not really. Well, it's at. Technologically inclined. Yeah. It's <laughs> at Georgie Aubin, right? Yeah. George, I think so. At Georgie yeah. underscore Aubin. Sh- Oh, there's an underscore. I, I don't really just know. like Moby Dickhead. <laughs> you and your fucking underscores. Maybe you can find my sister along. through. Yeah, maybe you should reach out to Moby underscore Dickhead. <laughs> um, if you want to follow my sister, go through my account and find her because she doesn't even know her own freaking Instagram name. <laughs> I recognize that this podcast was a little um scattered. Yes, that's great. But you know what? We all need that in our lives. We do. Because we're all, a a lot of, most of us are feeling scattered. Yeah. So in this episode, got a little bit of sadness, got a little bit of laughs. Got a little bit of murder. Got a little bit of murder. Got a little bit of vitamin smelling patches. Yes. You know, got a little bit of sisterhood. Know what I'm saying? What's that? Sister, sister. All right, yeah. (laughs) Bye.